sind ja beide so voll entspannt. Also ich bin entspannt, du bist entspannt. Und, ja. Was? Was? Was ist da? Also wo, wo, wo guckst du gerade hin? Was meinst du? Ich, ich guck dich an. Welcome back to In Her Lens, In Conversation, Home of Freund. I'm Nadine, your host, and in this special series on In Her Lens, I and we are getting to know the team behind the German short film Home of Freund. Now this week, I got to sit down with the film's DOP, Lewis Malcolm Rice. Berlin born and raised, Lewis is a cinematographer, director, and visual artist. After graduating from international school and receiving an art studies degree at TU Berlin, he followed his interest in moving images and since 2018 has been studying at the DFFB, also known as the German Film and Television Academy in Berlin. He's been involved in documentaries, various music videos, commercials and short films. In this episode, Lewis and I discuss his journey towards cinematography, being declined from an apprenticeship and studying at film school in Berlin. He talks about what he likes about creating images and why he chose to say yes and get involved with Hundefreund. Lewis shares about what made this process unique, how the onset dynamic was, and more specifically about the camera and equipment used in the shoot. Lewis opens up about what he hopes Hundefreund will show the world. Lewis, together with the team, created a visually dynamic and truly stunning film. I can't wait for you to hear his thoughts. So here is Louis Malcolm Rice, DOP of Hundefreund. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation um, about the short Hundefreund. I do want to do a little rapid fire question round so we can get to know you a little bit better and just kind of ground ourselves. Are you down to do that? Okay, let's go. Okay. Dawn or dusk? Uh, desk. Tea or coffee? Um, tea. <laughs> uh, wine or beer? Uh, it depends, uh, I guess. Uh, but I would probably say actually beer most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, would you like to travel to space or rather to the bottom of the ocean? Mm, space. Your favorite subject in school? Mm, P.E. A three-hour movie or a 10-hour series? Probably the 10-hour series. Mm-hmm. Appetizer or dessert? Appetizer. Um, a city that you would like to visit? Uh, Lagos. Mm-hmm. And a city that you think other people should visit? Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember the last thing that you read? Um, I've been... I don't know. I'm a I'm a confused reader. Like I start things and I don't end them. But I think one of the books I've been like um, reading on or like actually now rereading is uh, it's called like a uh, Black Skin White Mask. It's mm-hmm. by Franz Fanon. It's like a, a French uh, author. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's a very it's very deep, uh, but uh, I would definitely also recommend that book. Beach or mountains? Mountains. 
a phone calendar or a physical calendar? Physical. Um, fall or spring? Spring for sure. What's an unmissable part of your routine? Unmissable, you said? Mm-hmm. Mm. I would say probably the morning tea. <laughs> That's probably it for me. Yeah. If you could have one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm, I love curries. I feel like I could always eat a curry. So mm -hmm. That's probably that. Texting or calling? I text. I text a lot. And do you remember the last thing that you watched? Mm, Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't who hasn't as of late um okay well thank you so much for being here uh will you share with us a little bit about uh who you are where you grew up uh what your film education was like and where you live now mm, yes for sure um i'm actually really glad to be here as well um like i said before this is the first time i'm doing like an interview like this um i'm i mean i'm born and raised in, in berlin germany that's also where i am right now um i've i've moved a bit around inside the city and i've also spent some time in london about uh, two years um in my upbringing when i was about um i think uh it was 10 to 10 to 12. Mm -hmm. um so that's actually where i learned my english and i went back to berlin with my mom who was um doing her doctor's degree at the time and um I went to international school here, which I think was really important for me just to be exposed to all these all these different type of people and uh, people from all over, and um, just really also I guess like taking care of my English and like learning more and just learning a lot about different uh, different cultures from all over. So I definitely mm -hmm. feel like I made I didn't really make like a German school experience. I felt like I made more of like an international um, experience there. Um, which was really important um, to me. Uh, from after I finished my my high school, I I was actually looking to do an apprenticeship um, in Germany. It's called the Mediengestalter für Bild und Ton. So like a very generic, I guess, like apprenticeship to learn about uh, media, um, video, and and sound. Um, but I got declined. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was a, it's, a, it's a longer story, but it was, it was kind of very, um, I actually got accepted and they, they declined me very last minute. So then I was sort of left um, to see what I was going to do next, because either I would wait a year and apply again, or I would apply for something else. And uh, me being the person that I am, I didn't really want to like sit around and just uh, just wait. So I applied for a study at the TU, which was called... Um, I guess if to, in the translation it would be like art, art science. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and for me, I mean, I guess it's like a study for a lot of people that don't really know what they want to do, because <laughs> it's like very, it's very broad um, and and the, the and everything that it, it offers. And I think it was also that for me, like I, I attended only the classes that I actually felt interested in. Um, so I feel like for me, it was never really a study that I really um, thought of pursuing or, or finishing, but just uh, for me to like sort of maybe, uh, yeah, get more more focused on the things that I'm actually interested in and um, 
on the side, I was already, um, I'd done an apprenticeship um, or no, an internship at uh, a movie rental or like, uh, yeah, it's actually a big uh, equipment rental here in Berlin. Mm-hmm. That's called Cinegate. I had done that prior to to the study, so I'd met some. I had met some people there, and um, I would like very seldomly, but every now and then, I would just get called up uh, to to help out for some jobs um, for for lighting and lighting systems and things like this. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that and. Um, a film that my actually my sister she's an actor and her husband mm. is also an actor director now um dad shot a a feature um a, a comedy i think what, 2014 15 mm-hmm. so some time ago and that was actually my first time making any experiences on set um and i was just like they're just like running around seeing everything um they sort of just got me on the project just to, I guess, like have me there or sort of show me what what their world is like and what what their work that they're doing is like. And yeah, I think it was just like super intriguing to me because I don't know, I've I've never really seen people work like that, like out in the open. Like we had a, a lot of like exterior locations and just like the type of work that people were doing and how they were communicating and how everyone was like working together to uh, sort of. Um, yeah, uh, make this the story come come to life, and I think that was actually my, like a very important moment for me to realize that this is like, I guess, an option, <laughs> an right. option as like a, when I was studying, I was always looking to like uh, find um, find opportunities to um, to be part of projects or to make my own projects. After two years of studying at the at the TU, I finally like. Uh, mustered up the courage to apply to film school <laughs> because I don't know I feel like it's always a thing in the back of your head and then you you're not really I mean you want to do it but I guess you're kind of afraid of the of the no if it yeah. doesn't work because yeah. then you're like oh I've actually really wanted to do this and now they're telling me no so where do I go from there yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean luckily for me everything worked out fine and I'm now in my uh, fourth year studying at the at the DFB, which is the German, uh, the German film school here in Berlin. Fantastic! Really exciting journey, and really, um, you know, it's always impressive and motivating to hear people still strive after what they really want to do. And you know, I think everything. I do believe in the right timing of things, and when you learn certainly the two years that gave you so much time to really prep for that film school application. So I think that that's really interesting. Um, I do want to talk about just cinematography in general, because on this project, you're the director of photography. Um, what excites you about creating images and what films do you look to for inspiration in that front? Mm, yeah, very good question. I don't know. I feel like I have to ask that myself sometimes as well. I think for me, it's, um, it's very much a feeling I get when I when I make images or when when we as a team uh, decide on images, um, or yeah, find or like looking for the right image for for the specific part of of a story or whatever we're trying to tell. And um, I don't know. For me, I I personally get uh, I don't know 
a sort of like exhilaration or like a, a very positive feeling when I feel like I'm um I'm making an image which is transporting what we're trying to say in, in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's it's I don't know, it's always that feeling that I'm coming back to to look for when I'm when I'm shooting something or when I'm uh when we're talking about images or when we're talking about shots. Um I guess it more so happens not in the talking process, but in the actual seeing of it, mm. when you're actually able to to see the thing uh, through the viewfinder or on the on the monitor. But there's um, yeah, there's there's a feeling that's there which which makes it feel right, and I think that's what I don't know keeps me interested or keeps me going, or that's that's what I'm what I'm looking for. And um, are there any films that you refer to in your work or that you like to look at in your, mm. yeah, what, what are what are your inspirations, I guess, or motivators? Yeah, I think honestly for me, um, I think Bradford Young is probably one of my biggest motivators. Mm. Um, I think also just for the fact that I think he's one of the first uh, cinematographers that uh, that I've seen or where I've been able to get a lot of um yeah like audio input or just like his personal input in terms of of interviews and and uh those short documentaries uh where he talks a lot about his work mm-hmm. and I think that's um I think that was very always like very inspiring to to me I mean not only seeing seeing the films but also seeing the ideas behind or listening and like um, listening what these films mean to the people uh, that created them. Um, but definitely also his work. I think one of the films I, I come back to a lot is uh, Paria. Oh, yeah. earlier films, I think, from 2011. I think like Wasp by Andrea Arnold and, uh, and Fish Tank are also like films that I always sort of come back to, or at least in the, in the films that I've shot till now, I feel like they were always sort of like floating around in the back of my head, not like per se as like, we want to make something like this, but just in terms of, um, I guess like, yeah, just in what I feel like what these, how these films manage to uh, just transport, I guess, the message that they're trying to tell. I feel, or for me, they, they these films really, yeah, I guess like insightful way for me that um, I'm also, I guess, trying to, yeah, just recreate that in some sort of way. I kind of want to merge the two. So with Hon the Freund and your process, what does mm. your process look like when you start a new project? I think it always starts with a conversation for me. It's just an exchange of ideas. So someone will have an idea and they will be interested in, in sharing it, actually creating, creating something from it. So I guess they will have to find people that are able to do that and then Usually, I get involved in that process fairly fairly early. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with uh, the director and the producer, um, I think that's usually the core team that is like is like on board very very early. And then um, we'll just talk about whatever whatever we're trying to do, whatever the story is, and just actually um, I guess figure out for ourselves what what the story means to us like personally and then hear what the others have to say and what it means to them and then um i guess sort of go from there in terms of what the story sort of would would feel like to us i guess just emotionally what sort of feeling does does it give us and then i guess once you have have sort of a feeling then 
I guess from that you can sort of um, yeah just build in terms of how you want things to look, how you want things to also feel inside the film in terms of um, yeah I guess that uh, for me anything that comes with cinematography like in terms of composition, in terms of lighting, in terms of in terms of movement. Um, um, yeah, so there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of talking going on, a lot of phone conversations. I would always get films from the directors that inspire them, or especially for this project, inspired them. And I would also share things that inspire me, just into terms of like being able to, uh, I guess, understand each other. I think a big part of it is just understanding of what somebody else uh, wants or is trying to say. We communicate through words, but what we do are images. So you need to find ways to explain what you see in these images, like put those, put them to words. Why did you say yes to this project in particular? Yeah, also a good question. I think for me, it was kind of a very absurd process for me. Or I've never really been gotten to a project like this before because uh, uh, the way I got on board was I basically got a, I think I got a DM by by Maisa, our director, who just hit me up on, on Instagram and sort of asked me if uh, they could have my email address and if I would be interested in working, like, uh, on working with them. And then from there, we did uh, a couple of Zoom calls. I mean, you know, <laughs> we obviously shot the film, but um, yeah, I think especially like the... Um, the connection or like working together with a director that you haven't really that you don't really know as a person and you haven't really um worked with before or haven't really also spent any time with before it was um yeah it was bit like it was very new to me in a way so yeah it was just a big process of actually like getting to know each other personally to be able to say oh like we can actually um yeah work on this on this project for for these months that we're working on it with um i'm not sure if i answered your question actually yeah no yeah. i feel like with a lot of people that i've spoken to now about mm. this project the team and the way that you guys communicated with each other was kind of the leading factor why you're also interested in doing the project apart from the subject matter of the film but also uh, the people that were working on it True. Yeah, I didn't. I feel like I didn't actually answer your question of why I personally wanted to do the film. Um, I think I think it was definitely. I mean, definitely the subject matter of the film also because I feel like uh, I mean, especially in German cinema. I mean, I guess now more than before, but very slowly are these stories being told in in this type of way, um, in like a very normalized way, and maybe not like as a. Uh, I don't know a very tokeny way or a very stereotypical way of of um, yeah creating characters and showing characters on screen. But uh, like you said, like the team and everything around it, I think um, was also a very big part of it. I guess like energies, like just in terms of being feeling uh, very safe around around the crew and not. And I've worked on a lot of other bigger productions where I would be like the only. A person of color um not that it was always that it was like actively a thing but it's i think it's something you do realize and sometimes you will be part of something or they will shoot scenes that you personally think are questionable but nobody else questions them around you because they're not living the experience that you are and i think this was something that was definitely not given on this set since everyone i think almost everyone was um 
a person of color on this set and just also in terms of I mean not only in, in skin color but also sexuality and mm-hmm. yeah um, in the film, I want to talk a little bit about creating the look and the feel and framing. There is some handheld shots. Um, there are cool reflections using a lot of mirrors. Um, mm. So talk a little bit about just a couple of moments that to you really stick out. I don't know. For me, for me, it's uh, I try not to, or well, not try not to, but for me, usually it's not about um, one shot. I think what um uh, i think what it's more about for me is uh, i guess the the piece in, in a whole mm-hmm. so I, I i at least try to make something where there are not moments that stick out as in terms of oh this was like this was the amazing shot of the film <laughs> the moment but yeah, yeah the moment but sort of um I guess just try to find a lot of images that work well together. Um, and I think our decision to sort of um, go handheld in some of the parts and um, and have other parts more stationary or or as in like fixed or subtle movements um, was definitely always in regards to our main character in the in the story. There are different phases in in the movie also, just in terms of how it makes you feel or like how sort of an evolution I feel like inside the film for where we start off to where we where we end and I feel like we just also try to uh, in some sort of way suddenly you try to recreate that in terms of the um, the composition and the images. On set who are the people that you are communicating with mostly and how did you navigate those relationships um, on this set particularly? Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my son, the director, uh, we were communicating a lot on and, and offset, obviously, as well. Um, Richard, our, our gaffer, mm-hmm. and Ajayan, our set designer. Um, I think we were there fairly early in the process. The funny thing about this was, I think, Richard, who was the gaffer, was already part of the team before I became mm-hmm. part of the team. Mm-hmm. which was also very unusual for me because I feel like usually um, I would work with people that I've worked with before just just because, uh, yeah, I don't know, just, I'm not comfortability, but just, you know, what you're, you're working with in a way. Right. So that was new for me, but um, I'm very glad it happened that way, which it was a, was a great help in, in so many ways. So, yeah, definitely these three are basically the people that I'm communicating most with or that are also communicating with me most on set. Mm-hmm. And on this film, um, with the budgets, how does that, how do you get involved with that as a cinematographer? What are the things that you use on this film? And had you used something before? Or was Were there new elements? Uh, what was equipment like for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't really get involved in terms of, of the budget. Usually I will get a budget and then Oh, I'm supposed to, um, I guess, talk to my gaffer or uh, my camera assistant and figure out what what sort of gear we can sort of fit into this budget. Um, I think with this film, we got very lucky since we have we had some really great support from uh, the rental house. Yeah, they they really helped us out in terms of um, giving us a very good deal for for all the shooting days. Um, so we shot the the whole film on a, a Alexa Mini with Canon Samir lenses, 
Um, I think this is my first time working with a mini. I've worked with, with a Amira and some other, and like a Alexa Classic before. So uh, I guess just in terms of like experience, it's not that it's not that different, except for for the weight, I guess. And a lot of the gear, we actually also have some friends um, that are uh, working as uh, grippers here in Berlin, and they also like actually lent us a lot of a lot of their gear for specific days that we that we asked for them. We actually got a lot of support from from the outside, which really made it easier for us to make this film in the way we wanted to. Um, how has your process grown throughout this project? And what have you personally learned as as a cinematographer from making this film? Mm. I mean, since we shot only an interior the whole time and we shot uh, uh, day for night most of the time, yeah, I mean, I guess just, uh, and I think I, I actually learned a lot in terms of in terms of lighting. Since you're working inside, and uh, your main sources of lighting are usually uh, practicals. Mm -hmm. um, since you don't have any actual natural light that is coming in and at night, so um, just yeah, learning learning about practicals in terms of direction, in terms of uh, I guess continuity, like. Um, is it important to have a, a light that's going to hit the person from from the back if you know there's a there's supposed to be a lamp there or could you actually fake that direction to make it look like something you wanted to look mm -hmm. but it actually not being continuous to uh, the room that you're telling in a way or where the light is coming from and I don't know I feel like that's very it's very interesting because um, I mean most of the times or I feel like also what we get taught at school a lot is about is about um, continuity and like making sure that you're creating a a real space or something that sort of makes sense uh, in terms of the physicality and where the light is coming from and all those things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the times, um, so deriving from that or just uh, moving the light uh, where you think it it could be. Um, or where do you think it make, maybe makes more sense for you or for the scene? I think I definitely learned something there about that being, I guess, possible and um, not really distracting the viewer from, from what is going on in the story or them asking questions or being like, why is this there now? Or like, this is, I don't know, this lamp was brighter like two, two, two shots ago, you know, like I don't think anybody's actually really asking those questions. And I guess just in terms of, for me personally, just in terms of what projects I I want to be a part of, I think this was definitely a, like a maybe like a, a benchmark for me. Like I don't think I would I really enjoyed working with a team like this. So I feel like every time I will have the chance to have some some say in terms of uh, in terms of the things like who's going to be on the crew and like what sort of team we should be working with, I I would definitely always always push for that and um i'm not sure after an experience like this if i would feel like i think i would i would feel sort of out of place on like a very majority uh i guess like 
white cis man set or or just like a yeah just like a majority white set in a way no but that's really heartwarming to hear and it's really exciting to um have like a a moment in your life that feels like a benchmark moment so fantastic Mm. to hear that that was this project uh project for you um what advice do you have to give to those who are looking to get behind the camera keep your eyes open <laughs> so, um, yeah <laughs> yeah I think mm, I think what I struggle with sometimes is like the idea that I'm competing mm. that I'm looking at other people's work and like uh, putting it next to mine and like sort of um sort of yeah uh, making the a comparison and and I don't think that's a good thing because it's really, I don't know, I feel like, it, uh, I mean, it demotivates you. So I think, uh, I don't, I think an advice would be to don't like, that's like to not see it as a competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, images work in, the, in their own ways. And um, I don't know, not always the best image is going to tell the story in the best way. So just uh, shoot where you want to shoot and keep your eyes open. I love that. Um, what do you hope Hundefreund uh, will show the world? I think it's going to show Germany something, first of all, because I feel like it's a, it's a German film and it's based here and it's, it's about German society. And um, yeah, show a feeling that I feel like a lot of yeah, marginalized people in the society have, maybe not just in terms of, I mean, this is very specific because it's a it's a relationship between these two people, but I feel like it could be translated to so many other situations mm-hmm. as well, where there is um, where where people meet you with with a similar mindset than the antagonist of our story sort of has. And I think it's going to show how how that makes us feel and the anger that comes to us, and also almost the the ideas or like the the things that it might make us do. Mm-hmm. thank you thank you so much for being part of this i really appreciate it and thank you so much i'm looking forward to hearing it um i think it's always a thing like hearing your own voice and then you're like it oh, is oh, it was oh, it was oh, such oh. a big thing when i first started i can't thank you enough for joining me lewis and make sure you keep following his work you can find it on his vimeo that i've linked in the episode notes below Make sure you check out the film's Instagram at honefoin.film to keep up with where the short is screening. And you can follow this podcast at InHerLensPodcast. Okay, so next week is the very last episode of this special. I genuinely am so happy that you've been here learning and exploring, getting to know these incredible artists. After this special wraps, I'll be back with another one, something very different. I'm excited to tell you all about what that's going to look like next week, but we're not done here yet. So I will see you on Wednesday when I talk to the AD and intimacy coordinator of the film, Carmen Ho. Till then, be safe and I'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers.